Well, we got into Palo Alto. Um, we're going up to Napa today, but we uh, we did a little karaoke and then went to a couple clubs, a couple wine bars. Um, we got into a little bit of a dare off, which got a little nasty. But so I, I thought I'd, I'd go at one of my uh, girlfriend's friends pretty hard because she's pretty she'll do anything. And I was like, OK, well, I dare you to drop your panties in front of this dude and drop him. The panties and his drink swirl it around, and she did that. <laughs> and I've got a video of it. I can share with you guys. <laughs> you feel good, and then they're like, "All right, John, we, I'm just <laughs> like John. You got to drink it." Oh my god! Email. So I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, dare's dare. Yeah, I was just gonna say, what <laughs> do you call that dare. drink? What's the name of it? <laughs> uh, well, it, we were calling it the fish wine, but oh my god! This is Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. <laughs> Fed up with the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. If it's sports from the high school level to the pros, we're talking about it like the red-blooded Americans we are. God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. Let's do this. Here's Eric, John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I'm your host. Glad to have you with us. Thank you for those reviews. They help a ton to get our name out there in front of folks like this one from Dorothy D. Rice, who said, awesome. A friend shared this podcast with me, and it is great. Thank you, Dorothy. You're pretty great yourself. And thank you, Dorothy's friend, for spreading the word. See, that's the roots of a grassroots operation, the person-to-person recommendation. It's the best advertising there is, and you can't buy it. Buzz like that has to be earned with well-placed dick jokes and fake advertisements. But I digress. It's a beautiful Saturday here in the good land. Everybody who is anybody is here. After 50-some episodes, you know by now I'm speaking of producer Chris, the lifeblood of the show, over there working. We have John and Coach and Angela as well, and we're ready to discuss all kinds of things, a bevy of things, if you will. I don't know what a bevy is, but I think it's a lot of something. We got sports, of course, but not just that. We got a UFO and possibly the hardest stiff arm into the friend zone we've ever seen. But first, John, how's Napa Valley? Uh, well, haven't made it there yet, but we'll be there later today. It's but the, let me tell you, Northern California is beautiful. I haven't seen the gross parts of San Francisco yet because I'm in Palo Alto, but uh, love what I'm seeing so far. Beautiful. That's what I hear. Going up to wine country. That's yeah, a, that's what a, a phrase you'll never hear me say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exciting. Well. Not only does Coach not like wine, he hates people. No, I don't. Wine. I don't. It just, it just, it just is like when, when he's like, uh, were, I told her I we just were said two Angela's hours out of wine country, she and she bought it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes me want to send you a bottle of wine, Coach, or maybe even a case. <laughs> what do you? What do you? Uh, what do you guys drink? What kind of wine you drink? We, uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, just, There's some wine that rolls through my house. I just don't. I mean, I. I've just never been a huge wine guy. There's starter wine. Uh, <laughs> like usually, when you drink wine, you start perfect. out with uh, certain things, and you wake work your way up to things that are a little more robust or have a little bit more legs and teeth. So, so um, are you like a white or a red or a cav or how's that? I mean, I've, I've watched sideways. I'm actually not a wine guy. I'm not a wine guy. We know somebody who owns a place. Okay, in, in wine country. So we're we're 
stay in there for free. So, that's that's my that's my. That's the gift that so, keeps on giving. So I I yeah. like I started out drinking sweeter wines. I think that's kind of the course of action for most people who start on wines. But you okay. work your way up. Like I'm a bourbon drinker, right? So like yeah. the wines that I like that I favor are the ones that are not so sweet. So like. We're talking about Pinot Noirs or even some Merlots. You're hitting you know. the bourbon. I dig it. Oh, I love bourbon and scotch. Scotch, too. Oh, wow, yeah. scotch drinking. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, I was married to one of those once. That didn't go so good for me. <laughs> but, uh, I, hey, I don't drink it often. <laughs> no, I just was I, I seriously out of not knowing, just out of curiosity, what is a... When you go to wine country, is um, I mean, what is that? What does all that entail? Just tasting of a bunch of wines, or I have a I, that I love Lucy episode where they're stomping the grapes in my mind. But is that <laughs> what does that entail? Uh, I, I really don't I don't think know. we'll be stomping grapes. Typically, it's like when you visit a vineyard, you want to see uh, you either pretend to understand. Uh, all the soil nutrients and all that and looking at the lay of the land and all that, or you actually do know all that. But So you take a tour of the land, you look at the grapes, stuff like that. It's more of like a visual exercise for, for white people. And then you drink a lot of their wine. Okay. That's a really well. excellent So have you have you done the bourbon tours in Kentucky? I haven't yet. No, I wasn't. Those are yeah, great. I'm, I did – I did – Bullet, Ooh. I did. Uh, I did three. Bullet was my favorite, and we did. Ah, oh, gosh, I always forget. Um, one was super blue collar and awesome. One was uh, a little plantationy that was a little bit creepy. <laughs> and, and if you've ever seen the movie Get Out, it felt like I was oh, no. there. Um, and then uh, Bullet was was in the middle of nowhere, but it was awesome. They kind of like put you in a room, and like the room color changes and stuff, and they're like this. This whiskey is going to have these notes. And so you like smell something and then you taste it. It flew over my head for the most part because I'm not a big foodie. I I, I can't taste all those notes, but it was cool to be a part of. And then the the blue collar one was awesome because it's also doubles as a ghost tour because they straight up have some weird juju in some of those places down in Kentucky. That's cool. Yeah. Well, the fact that they were pairing yeah. up lights and stuff with it, that's kind of cool. That's like a whole experience. Yeah, they definitely went full on millennial with it. And <laughs> like, do you taste this? Do you smell this? Do you sense this? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, yeah. my mouth is... Don't, don't hassle me. Come on, drinking this. <laughs> I think you have to... <laughs> Why don't you go talk to the chick down there? Who cares? <laughs> well, they're probably like, this guy's got money to spend. <laughs> he looks or he looks like he does. Um, I think people yeah. who have a good was... nose are usually the ones who can taste, you know, because it's like... Um, you know, your mouth, but it's also through your nose is how you taste. If you have a good nose, usually you can taste those kinds of undertones and things that are. Are they similar to like a brewery tour? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've I've hit several of those. Those are fun. Those are great. The crazy thing with wines though, and, um, and also actually high end bourbons too, is that, you want to be, and I guess beers too, you have to do them in order, like in succession, right? To, from like from wines, like usually sweet to more bitter or the ones that are a little lighter to the ones that are more heavy so that you're not missing something in between. If you do it backwards, it screws the whole thing up and it's a waste of your money for real. <laughs> Good yeah. Enough. Well, they'll, they'll guide you. 
<laughs> you won't have to yeah. worry about that. Oh, I would love to hear that. Well, long story short, we found ourselves on a very sparsely populated trail on a golf cart. Uh, uh, and we were approaching a bridge that was blocked by two shady characters. Uh, it was an obvious drug deal going on. It was pitch black. Uh, it was dark. And long story short, we, you kind of have that sixth sense when you're like, something's up and I'm, I'm not safe. But also on top of that, we're in a golf cart. All I have is a knife. Uh, it's me and my girlfriend. And on either side of us are just like the Florida Everglades, but with crocodiles and then a little dirt road with a million potholes. And 30 minutes down that road is civilization. And another 30 minutes is where our resort is. So, yeah, we came across something and it was just the sixth sense was just we are not safe. Uh, for about 20 minutes, they were kind of, uh, they were, they weren't really tailing us. They were driving in front of us, but it was just real shady. Uh, and then finally we got to a place where luckily some more people came out of nowhere and kind of broke the the tension. And then I veered off and spun out and went around them and stuff. But it was one of those where I think if, um, if they really wanted to, and they, it seemed like they did, they would have, uh, at least robbed us, but somehow, we ended up safe and sound, but I, I will say it's the, probably the scariest moment of my life. Uh, so you just got to be careful with some of these things you do in a foreign country, especially a third world country, not to put yourself in a place where you have uh, all the looks that you have money and all the vulnerability of having nowhere to go and uh, obvious drug deal taking place right in front of you that you stumble upon. That's What's one of those own? things that like so. women typically like guys never even think about it. I mean, never even think about it, but um, women almost never would even consider doing that. Like it would be like, Oh yeah, we got to head back before it gets dark period. Like they would never even consider staying that late in a foreign place. It was just women, you know? So when there's a man, you're like, oh, yeah, well, maybe we'll, I'm not going to worry about it. He's in charge. Like, we'll figure it out. But if it was just women, well, yeah. they'd be like, yeah, we're going to head back. Well, I had a weird feeling leaving where we were going because we were the only people there. It was starting to get dark. We asked the people at the restaurant. They're like, oh, yeah, it's totally safe. As I'm driving away, I'm like, there's nobody here. We've got one road. Um, I go... I, and I literally said, this is the start of, to a right. horror movie because all they would have to do is call their friends to meet us and then just rob us. And then when I saw kind of the characters, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is uh, not where I want to be in anywhere on earth right now. What is and the, so we're what happy is, to so have you back. <laughs> what, what, what's your opening uh, icebreaker line to the uh, drug deal that you rolled up on? You give them the hey. Uh, well, you guys I, see that episode of Friends where the guy got lost, or what do you what do you say? Dan? You guys know American comedies, right? You guys uh, ever watch The Hangover? <laughs> Funny story. Yeah. I honestly, I just waved. I was like, "Oh, hey, you're gonna like let us through the bridge." And the look back I got was like, <laughs> and they looked over and I'm like, "Oh, fuck." <laughs> that's that's, not, that's not a friendly face. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody speaks English there. So it was, there was no language lost in translation or anything. It was just like, the look was just, and then he looked over and like, as if they were saying, are these people serious? <laughs> like, what, are they, <laughs> what are you doing? You like, don't belong should we here. knife them or no? Oh, that's funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You guys back? So, and they're back. back. Yeah. 
Speaking of world traveling, Rex Ryan will be on the amazing race. He's partnering with his golf buddy, Tim Mann, and at 59 years old, will be the oldest participant in the race. Don't people usually play with a spouse or one of their kids? You need a 20-something on the team, I think. Um, John, you're a globetrotter. Do you think Rex has what it takes to win the amazing race and the million bucks? Absolutely not. I mean, he's going to turn an ankle going down a flight of stairs in the New York subway or something like there's no chance his body can withstand just the sheer volume of steps in a day that it takes to win the amazing race. Did you see that Harbaugh, they interviewed Harbaugh about it, John? And he was like, oh, yeah, no, he'll get lost like right away, like right away. He's gonna get lost. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even have the skill set. Yeah. To, to win, let alone the body to compete. Right. He's like, winning? Oh. Winning? Like, no, he'll get lost immediately. That's done. <laughs> no, he'll be the first out. I, you know, Coach, Rex, do you have man, any optimism for old Rex Ryan? You know, Rex kind of, I was on the Rex train, and then he lost me at the whole foot fetish thing. He lost, he, he, I went yeah. left, and I never really came back to Rex. I was I was really <laughs> in on him when they had uh, what was it? I, I was, was it a Hard Knocks episode when they went with the Jets? I think, I think it was. It was a Hard Knocks series where they yeah. were where they were with the Jets when he was there. It, mm-hmm. it went bad after the foot deal. I I never really came back to to anything Rex was doing. <laughs> this is who we're talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I would love to watch if it was Rex and Buddy. I would love to see that fist fight in the first half oh, yeah. hour. No, that's was, a team I watch. It was. It was a hard. It was a hard knocks episode with the Jets. Where was it not? <laughs> yep. Where he? Uh, yeah, it was. He, and then Julian Edelman. Yeah. Said a bunch of. Uh, he did press availability and he used foot oh, references. Was, I mean, at least a dozen times in two minutes. Rex was a media marvel there for about a year, and then seems like Julian Edelman Edelman just just chopped him down, or was it Welker? I don't know. Oh, it might have been Welker. Yeah, it was West Welker. Slot receivers. And they it all look just, the same. It, it, I mean, they literally just. I mean, you want to talk about stealing somebody's thunder? And then he was an analyst, and I, I enjoy watching him as a as an analyst. But he's a uh, yeah. I don't know. He he never really recovered from that. That was kind of one of those things that happened. That yeah. Once you get yeah. outed on something like that, I guess it's uh, never really going to work out for you. I don't know. Yeah, yeah if your you guys, unrelatable fetish will push you out of the market pretty quick. <laughs> pretty yep. Yeah, you got to have – it's got to be relatable. You're right, John. Yeah. <laughs> you got to play the numbers on that thing. Yeah, you can't, um, can't go – Yeah, if you guys noticed, when I put it in the in the rundown, I put a foot emoji next to <laughs> Rex Ryan Amazing Race. So, yeah, that thing's following him around. September 21st, you can catch the first episode of Season 34 of the amazing race boy that's like the tv version of madden you just put out the same product over and over and over like it's revolutionary every time and uh people buy it up 34 episodes wow i didn't realize UNLV has a turnover slot machine about it they did have that show back i mean it's been going for a long time so you know these game shows they go on forever and you just wonder who's watching it and it's uh your grandma right Everybody's grandma is watching Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And the now Crab Fisherman. Post. It's watching Fit Celebrity Family Feud. Big Brother. Uh, they're watching Big yeah. Brother. Big yeah, Brother. Big and Survivor. Survivor. Oh, nothing with the stars. Yes. 
Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, Dancing with the Stars, America's Got yeah, Talent, all, or some version of American Those Idol. are all being carried yeah. by people who are still not streaming I don't their know. COVID. We may have to postpone. Right. Right. I don't know. It's the whole no, match. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Well, they can keep oh, I was just going to say, me and Chris got into a, a show that was like a modern-day survivor, and I'm trying to think of the name of it. Um and it was really good. We, I, it really kind of hooked me in. I just saw it on uh, on Netflix, and we turned it on, and my, everybody kind of got into it. But it was about – it's the one where they literally drop them in the middle of somewhere, and there's like eight of them, and, and the clock starts, and the last person standing wins. Like, the last person to tap out wins. And Is that naked? No, it's afraid? not. It's, it's – um, Okay. I wish Chris, we just lost him, but he would he would know exactly what it is, and it, it's amazing because they and these are people with survival survival skills. They're not just mm-hmm. like some rum dumb they picked up at the local tavern. This is a these are <laughs> dudes that are pretty proficient in 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 you know survival. They think, and then they get out here and they drop them all in these remote areas. And uh, one was like on Kodiak Island, and they literally just. It's the last person to tap out wins the money, and it's like That's it's awesome. like a hundred thousand bucks. It's not even like life changing money. I mean, don't get me wrong; it would be don't. It's big for me. I'm just saying it would. It, it's just not. It's not like you win a million. And these dudes are like yeah. out there, um, and and they 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 literally drop them with like four things, and that's it. And and that that's it. You just make it as long as you can. And the last one I watched, this guy. He made it. I want to say, hundred and eleven days in in the. I mean, before wow. and it's and there's like eight of them, and the last person, last person that and they've got they have a walkie talkie and they can at any time say well, I'm done and they come pick them up. It's a great show. I have a fun fact for you guys. Go ahead. I was um, chosen to try out for the very first TV show Survivor, the very first one. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. How'd you swing that? Um, a friend of mine was caught wind that they're doing this thing and it's like a contest and whatever, and you should submit a video and I'm going to do it. And so I did. And then they interviewed me in person and I went through a screening and all this stuff and up to the point where I was going to get my shots and go. And then they ended up not oh. picking me, but they picked that weird truck driver, Sue, from Wisconsin. <laughs> she beat me out. She's oh. way more interesting than me, apparently. So I was like. Was that the infamous, uh, where she like was a huge jerk at the end? Yeah. It was like talking about like, uh, I wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire. Right. If your back was on fire. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> to put you out. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, uh, wow. do you have a unique set of skills there, Angela, as far as, uh, uh, as, far as survival? <laughs> Well, I can yeah, make macaroni on an open flame on a campfire. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, yeah, I can do regular <laughs> stuff like everybody else. I can start a fire from twigs. Like, I can do all of that. But I can also go above and beyond all of that. So if you can make macaroni, you can boil a pot. And it has a hickory flavor, you know. <laughs> but I can do it how all. Does, how yeah. does one find that macaroni in the jungle? No, you wouldn't. I'm just saying I could. Like if they, they drop you a box, you stuff. could make it. Well, I wouldn't get past. <laughs> you gotta schlep your own. Yeah, if I couldn't. If I couldn't bring sunscreen, I'd be screwed. Like that was. I was like, oh, they wanted me to try out for the second round. They sent me a letter, and I'm like, yeah, that's not. I'm not. I'm. I can't do that. Like I can't be in the sun, dying and frying like my that. A game. 
Okay. <laughs> I'll stay home with my macaroni. <laughs> wow. So yeah, but I don't I don't relate to people who watch those shows. Like if I find myself in a public setting and somebody be like, Oh, yesterday and when I was watching Dancing with the Stars and then and I'm like like I tune out like you're not my person like we can talk but we're never going to be close it's like an instant litmus for me <laughs> well, well I like watched the first season of Big Brother and then after that I was like what it's the same show ever yeah. over and over it's just a reset it's the same I mean they're all the same and, and like I like to watch it one time and then I'm then I know what I know how it works and I'm like I'm on to something else I don't I don't know I get I guess that's what makes sports so unique is that it's never the same thing. Uh, you know, it's never, which, which I, I mean, not to stray off, but there's some great games on tap today. There's some oh my great, gosh. Right. really good ones. It's about, it's all about time for that whole, whole thing to start. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. It's about time for Notre Dame to get waxed <laughs> by Ohio State. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think, uh, our- I'm sitting on Ohio State minus 15 and a half first half. It's going to be ugly. Oh wow! I'm uh, yeah. I'm in Razorback country right now, so it's Arkansas Cincinnati tonight here, and then uh, you know, of course, OU is going to take on the Miners today, and everyone's expecting them to score eighty and and, and not have a <laughs> touchdown scored on them. We need a <laughs> uh, a boat race audio clip, <laughs> like that for when we go over games like yeah. that. Yeah, no, that would be, a be boat good. Race. Some sort of, yeah, some sort of uh, what you call soundbite. Angela, I sent you a PDF of the Word doc of the show in case the worst happens. Oh, I got so it. So you guys have like the topics list and wow, stuff. Wow, look who's turning corporate. I got it. Hey. No. Sent you a PDF of the Word I'm doc. A, oh my I'm gosh. A, I'm we, a team player. Get this man a stapler. We used to just, did you guys, we used to just in the did, olden days, we'd just go, well, if that works, great. If it doesn't, eh, we'll start over, but. I guess now we've uh, gone big time. We're PDFing documents. <laughs> that's We're PDFing. That's the unlimited part of Patriot Sports Unlimited. That's right. right. I'm still putting V in. Did you guys things. talk about the UNLV turnover slot machine? No. UNLV has a turnover slot machine. When they get an interception or a fumble, a guy runs over to the sideline, sits on a stool, and pulls a lever, and then <laughs> you know cherries or sevens come up. Uh, everybody loves a slot machine. I'm not sure I do. I think it's a little too involved and time consuming. I don't know. I don't like how you have to sit down. It's tough to keep the celebration vibes high when you're sitting down. I prefer turnover dice. Maybe you have a craps table on the sideline. You run over, throw some dice. That's a little more celebratory. I think Well, throwing dice as opposed to sitting down. I I actually have some on this Uh, in order to, to, to know kind of the where this is coming from, you have to know UNLV football. And and I, I will tell you, this is how I do know that is I my I have an aunt that lives in Henderson and every year we would go to the Las Vegas Bowl, which was because it was right up the street from her house. Well that's that's where UNLV plays their home games. I would be there with about maybe in a stadium that seats maybe forty thousand. I would be there with about Eight to ten thousand other degenerate gamblers betting on the uh, Las Vegas Bowl on December twenty eighth, and uh, I would I would be sitting around and and one of the years that I went, I actually sat next to a, a, a guy and his family, and uh, he was telling me he's a huge UNLV season ticket holder, and I go, well, is is that a hot market these days? And he goes, no, I I bring my kids. 
They run around the stadium, do what they want. There's no one here. He goes, the only time that the stadium is even remotely, even halfway full is when we play those, uh, what he called them was those from Nevada who wear white hoodies. And, oh and I was God. like, wow, it's like that. I get I, That's their big rivalry was the, the whole Nevada uh, UNLV deal. Uh, but they, they literally were giving away tickets to anybody that would go. And, and I could see uh, UNLV football hasn't been relevant in ever. They're trying to draw some interest to that. And, and, and that's unique to Vegas. It's a very Vegas thing to do. And so uh, in, I could see why that would be a deal out there. I don't know if that's, you know, I mean, we think it to be odd, but it's not really odd for Vegas. If you know, Vegas, um, that's a very Vegas thing to do at a football game is to put a slot machine in the end zone. So <laughs> yeah. anything to make the program relevant, I guess. <clears throat> I know you can get well, season tickets that, of course. to watch the running rebels for about uh, $85 us currency and maybe some homeland bucks. And there's, there's not a game under a hundred degrees until, no. I don't know, November. No. You could probably spend your if cold cash on season degrees. tickets. That's how, uh, <laughs> I think they might take Colescare. I found in my in my travels then I, I was sent down a rabbit hole of I saw a video of, you know, five worst turnover props. Five, there's there's a million of them now. Here are some that I found. Uh Miami had the original chain. Manny Diaz, I believe, was the originator of the turnover prop entirely, because the chain was the first one. And then they recently took the chain away, didn't they? Yeah. Cristobal. Cristobal mm-hmm. was like, we're done. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. you know you're in Miami, right? That's the only He's thing like, I That's know. not our identity. I'm like, that has been your main identity. I'm pretty sure There's it only is. There's a couple things you think about with Miami. One of them is the turnover chain, and the other one is like Razor Ramon. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think of that 0-1 team that was just stacked. Just. And would they have like, like basically every starter was a, a first or second round pick. Yeah. A roster of Hall of Fame. And then one is now in jail for, for crimes you don't want to Google and Kellen Winslow. Yeah, yeah. they were they were definitely a uh, roster of Hall of Famers. All-time terrible human beings. I just being. remember that, that uh, team and Winslow saying he was a soldier and everybody being like, a soldier of what? Anyhow. Well, they, um, they, they used to wear fatigues right. off the plane, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, in the midst of uh, – at post nine eleven, that wasn't a great comment. In the eighties, that kind of would have flown, right. you know, in the era of good vibes and yeah, that was and a, <laughs> all that. But you know, right after uh, a deadly American attack, that's not what yeah. you want. Well, in in his defense, Master P and No Limit Records was the thing. It, they were setting the world on fire in those days, and their whole thing was was I'm a soldier. Yeah, you know, they they had a million songs and albums referring to themselves as soldiers even though I'm pretty sure none of them enlisted for real. But I started watching these videos about turnover props and the good ones and the shitty ones. Um, Here's a list I came up with. UAB has a large dragon skull. I mean, like a gigantic, it looks like plaster of Paris or something. (laughs) Dragon skull. I don't know. The kid put it on and he did not. He had a look on his face like, why do I have to do this? Not (laughs) look at me. Um, Temple, worst of all time. Literally just a whiteboard. 
that you can write a message on to the crowd or the TV. You know, kids are writing their Twitter handles on it. Terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> Tennessee has a turnover trash can. They dunk the ball in. I don't know what that's a reference to, but boy, you're giving you're giving opponents all kinds of bulletin board material with that. SMU has a crown and a chalice. That seems a bit much. You put on this crown and then they give you this little purple chalice. It's not even a giant, you know, glass of anything. Eh. Memphis has a boxer's robe. I thought that was pretty badass. It's simple. You throw it on. You walk around like Chad Johnson with the Hall of Fame jacket on. Florida State, let's call it what it is. It's a purse. They say it's a backpack. That's not a backpack. That's a purse. Uh, Bama has a championship belt, and so does Colorado State. So we're going to need to figure out who had it first. Oregon State Beavers, a functional chainsaw. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. (laughs) Boise State has a throne that you sit on. I kind of like that. Tulane has giant Mardi Gras beads. That's kind of a meh. Georgia has spiked shoulder pads that say savage on them on the back. I like that a lot. The whole thing annoys the shit out of me. Not kidding. Like, (laughs) what? I'm like, I see this stuff and I'm like, what are we doing? Can we just get on with it? Like, you're supposed to be doing this stuff. Okay. Did, was that a touchdown? No. Was it a big deal? Yeah. Like, okay. I don't know. Like, even this touchdown celebrations, too. I just, sometimes I'm just like, you guys, I'm getting old. I'm turning into an old man. I just am like, stop. <laughs> I would well, love ultimate, to see. You the ultimate down. American thing for college football would be the actual slot machine actually you got paid out from an nil deal there was just an nil funnel of money and you get a you get a roll of the dice you get a pull of the lever and you might get fifteen thousand dollars. and it's functional it's It's real like there's real numbers not just bullshit cherries popping up i like behind that (laughs) i'd I'd like like to take a lot yeah i'd like to see the real raw numbers on a poll of football fans how many people approve of an entire secondary running 45 yards to pose for a picture in the opposing end zone. Because, eh, I, I remember, I'm old enough to remember when Charles Woodson and Al, Al Harris used to just uh, shake each other's hand. And that was a wonderful celebration, respected cr- throughout the league. College football is back and bigger than ever. We talked about it with Chet and Tyler from the Sports Scramble podcast. The expanded playoff is on its way. 12 teams like God intended. Coach, what do you think about 12 teams? Is it the right number? I mean, uh, any number greater than what they had is better. Um, I, You know, I, I listened to a little bit of stuff on this yesterday. I, I, I love the expansion. I think it was long overdue. You know, I, I, I thought eight was, was probably about right, but 12 is even better. Um, I'm trying to figure out how exactly all that works as far as they're still tying in the bowls. I think they're going to have a you know first round home series or whatever. But it sounds pretty promising. I think that uh, I think you know that I think the only person I heard yesterday that had anything negative to say about it was uh, somebody you know from the Sun Belt, which I mean I I really kind of laughed at because I thought you your your odds just you went up drastically of getting in the playoffs and yet you're going to find a way to gripe about this because you don't get an automatic berth because you finished second in the sun belt i mean you never had a chance winning the sun belt getting in it to begin with so i found that to be really uh, a little bit ridiculous but i i love it i think it's long overdue i think uh it'll be great for the game and great for for college football i think they found a way to I, I, I never thought this was about the expansion. I've always thought it was about money. 
It was about how to make the bowl games happy and how everybody can get paid, and they and they figured out a way to do it. And it shouldn't have been hard. I mean, I'm kind of with Mike Leach on this. You know, the NCAA's been doing it in basketball for years, but they couldn't figure out a way to make this work. I, I you know, this is long overdue. Yeah, more football can't be bad. That's my simple man's opinion. You know, the SEC seems to be the most pissed about it because I don't know. You're still going to get your you're going to get three teams in now. You're still maybe going to have the same four teams at the end. They could have put 27 teams yeah. in there. The same four teams are going to be there every year. SEC is going to get there. Yeah, that's kind of been my argument against it. Just to take a contrarian approach is does it even matter at all? It's not like college basketball. You're not going to get a Sunbelt team. You're not going to get a, a second ranked a uh, Big Ten team really make a run. That's just not the way college football works. Maybe once every 10 years, you'll have, you know, uh, an Oregon State make it to the semis, but it's they're never going to win. Well, That's just not going to the happen. The beautiful thing about it, John, is this. What it does going forward is it takes a team like South Florida or Central Florida, and, it, and, and if you beat everybody on your schedule – you punch your ticket for an opportunity at the title. And I love that. I love that. I, I've yeah. always had a problem with the fact of, you know, I, I love that um, Central Florida that year proclaimed themselves national champions. And everybody kind of rolled their mm -hmm. eyes and laughed about that. But my, my deal is, is if you, if, you, if you beat, if you get a W of everybody on your schedule, you're worthy of that shot. And now they're going to get yep. that. And I, I love that about it because now we're not going to have a Sunbelt team that runs the table and wins their conference that doesn't get a shot to go, you know, <coughs> do it. And so, so, and that, and that was my biggest thing with it to begin with is you're always going to have these guys that, that do everything and they're going to claim that they're whatever. Well, now you got your chance. You got your wish. We're going to see uh, Toledo Rockets run the schedule. They're going to punch their ticket and they're going to get a first round, uh, First round date in Athens, Georgia, between the hedges, and we'll see. We're gonna see. And well, I yeah, can't I, wait. My alma mater. Gonna, I can't. I can't wait. So, uh, I, I I love yeah. that so much. Give me an undefeated. I can't wait to bet it. Tulsa Golden Hurricane rolling into Tuscaloosa first round. I want to see it. I've seen it with my alma mater at NIU. Got just well, waxed by Florida State. We all know, but I, there'll be one. There'll be one in the next fifty years. There'll be one. That that unthrown somebody, and, and 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 it'll happen, and that will be the greatest sports story of that era. But it'll, yeah. it'll be exciting. I mean, it's exciting to you know, you, we never had that opportunity before, and and I I dig that about it. I think it's going to be neat. You yeah, I just don't think we're going to have a, a Lehigh beating Duke first round that happens oh, in I basketball. Agree. I, it, I totally not. agree. But I, yeah, I you're right. One, It'll it'll shut up the sky. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and, and and once every fifty years, somebody will be the 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 uh, the Hoosiers. You know, once every fifty years. Yeah. But you know, it, you're right. It's not going to be like basketball. It's not even going to be close. I mean, ever. And I think that people, I think your everyday sports fan believes that that's how it's going to be, and it's not. No, maybe I'm wrong. No. That's I, okay. I, They'll find out. Oh yeah, I'm going to lay the thirty-seven with you're Alabama. Learn today. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah, I mean, nobody is loving this. Nobody's going to love that more than a Georgia or an Alabama, especially. They sit on a high throne. They are the top of the pinnacle of success of college football. And the first time they get an undefeated Liberty Flames that roll into their 
their stadium. Ooh, these boys think they're oh, like oh. us. They think we're oh, the you, same. You're going to learn today. You're going to learn. They're out there oh, saying, we want Bama. Oh, Let's get them Bama. Board in the Alabama locker room that day, the objective is don't get yeah, hurt. Yeah, I mean. And, oh, and, man. Nick Saban's a master of the bulletin board. Everybody wants to <laughs> wants to be the man until they get, get in front of the man. Yep. I mean, I think Mike Tyson says it best. Everybody's got a plan until somebody gets it punched in the mouth, and it's just a different deal. Exactly. Speaking of greatness, Serena almost she had a great showing in the U.S. Open. Um, by her words, she is evolving away from tennis towards other things that are important to me. She is without question the greatest female tennis player ever, and she's absolutely in the discussion about best female athlete we've ever seen. I found a paragraph on the Britannica website that gives us the information in a more comprehensible way than simply listing her many accomplishments. Keep in mind, she turned professional in 1995, but we'll pick it up in 2012. In 2012, Williams captured her fifth Wimbledon singles title. A month later at the London Olympic Games, she won a gold medal in the singles event, becoming the second woman behind Steffi Graf to win career Golden Slam. That's a Grand Slam with a gold medal, I assume. She also teamed with her sister to win the doubles event. Later that year, Williams claimed her 15th Grand Slam singles title with a victory at the U.S. Open. In 2013, she won her second French Open singles championship and fifth U.S. Open singles title. No big deal. Williams successfully defended her U.S. Open championship in 2014 back-to-back, which gave her 18 career Grand Slam titles. Tying her with Chris Everett and Martina Navratilova for the second highest women's singles total of the Open era. The following year, she captured her sixth Australian Open. Williams then won the 2015 French Open, her 20th total Grand Slam singles championship. She continued her toward streak at Wimbledon, winning a straight set final to capture her sixth career Wimbledon singles. She then won Wimbledon in 2016, giving her 22 career Grand Slam titles, which tied her with Graf for the most slams in the open era for both women and men. She then broke Graf's record at the 2017 Australian Open, where she defeated her sister in the final. She retires with 23 Grand Slam titles. Just incredible stuff. I'm not enough of a tennis, I don't know what you call them, court heads, whatever, to to really understand, but I know she's the absolute greatest. Hey, by far. I think her greatest accomplishment is that she won a Grand Slam while pregnant. Yes, she did. So awesome. That's impressive. I can't relate. But I, I would imagine that makes it more difficult. <laughs> I, I will tell you guys, a bit. I wasn't a tennis guy either. I didn't understand any of this. Do yourself a favor and go watch that movie, King Richard. Number one, it, it's an amazing acting job by Will Smith. But number two, it's the story itself is so great. I mean, it it was... It's one of the better movies that I think I've ever seen him be in, and he does such a great job of portraying uh, her father and, and telling the story of their family. And 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 the, it, it was amazing to me that she has really been the underdog her whole life because Venus was really the star there. Venus was their bell cow. Venus was the one that they thought she did the rest on her own, and she's become a bigger star that that movie, like I Venus said, turned pro first, yeah, right? Oh, two two hours of your life well spent because it, they literally had to get her in with Venus because she was not somebody who was wanted, and she's become, I mean, the bigger star of the two. It, it's 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 two hours of your life well spent. Go watch it, and 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 you will see 
how amazing her story is and how great that family is in itself. I mean, it's it's truly phenomenal what she's accomplished and and their and their whole family. It's really cool. I think what's cool about yeah. her is that she, like, when you think of, like, the greatest athletes of all time or when people talk about, like, the greatest athletes or the greatest female athletes, I think she's, she's, like, just a GOAT superstar athlete that breaks past all of that man-woman thing. Like, when you think of amazing, yes. incredible athletes of all time ever, that's what she is. And, and I think that's pretty special that... You know, unfortunately, in our culture, like it doesn't always work out that way. But um, I really believe that she absolutely will be regarded that way. She's incredible. And a great person. Yeah. I think of Serena Williams the same way I think of Michael Jordan, yeah. Muhammad yeah. Ali, Definitely. Mickey Mantle, you know, the all time greatest athletes, you know, we've ever seen. And a great and a great person. Like some of these guys, you would you go up and you talk to them or you see them on an interview and you think. Man, I wouldn't I wouldn't have a cup of coffee with this person. I mean, they just are unrelatable on a different she just seems like somebody that is so humble and, and appreciative and you know, that's it's just I, I don't know. After knowing the backstory of it, seriously, go go watch it. It's one of the great sports movies of all times. I mean I, mean, I say that it wasn't even seriously. It wasn't even on my radar. Now I'm going to absolutely it's worth watch it. it. Another notable retirement, Blackjack dealer Benny Figgins, the last remaining year one employee at Caesars Palace, has retired after 55 years on the job the show since today. 1967. 1967, he's been on the casino floor, one of the most notable joints in Vegas. Imagine what he's seen. They made a big deal out of it. He walked out to much fanfare and applause <laughs> with the lovely and beautiful Mrs. Figgins on his arm. They hopped in a limousine and off they went. There's still a little old school left in Vegas. It was nice to see that send off. And side note, I am working tirelessly behind the scenes to get this man on the show. I want stories from Benny Figgins. With a name like Benny Figgins, he's got a lot of no stories. Oh, no man. Death. We need that guy. Maybe they'll make a movie yeah. about him and his life and his stories. Oh, wait, probably not. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, that's a no book. Movie. It's called The Movie Concern. Right. Really? Yeah. Casinos are just a god theater, anyways. But I can imagine. I hope they gave him yeah. a Rolex I mean, and a cape and a vacation and yeah, <laughs> doing God's work. There may not be better people watching anywhere in the world than Las Vegas and the uh, the included casinos. You go on Fremont Street, you'll see some shit. Speaking of seeing some shit, Aaron Rodgers went on Joe Rogan Experience, and this is where the confusion lies. I thought we talked about this. We talked about the Aubrey Marcus show. So that's why I thought we talked about it. I'm wrong. You guys are all right. <laughs> so he went on Joe Rogan and started talking about the stooges that the league sent to show you the graphs of other teams' vaccination rates as compared to yours and try to intimidate the younger players. He pulled no punches. He didn't throw, you know, names, but he talked a lot of inside baseball about how the NFL handled the COVID situation. And he's more and more looking like the correct person in the argument. I mean, they, they called him a conspiracy theorist as late as last August because he was talking about, hey, you know, you're telling us that you can't get it. You can't pass it. But also there's five people out with COVID right now fully vaxxed. So how do you like how do you square that? And then they he says 
They just replied with, you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, a lot of people were saying I, that. And then he got into his travels to Central America, where John just was. Poach, and I have to wonder if John didn't frequent some of the same establishments. Poach, did you see the no, interview? I, he talked about the HOA, too. <laughs> they both did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you got to love this guy. Nobody loves an HOA more than Coach. <laughs> oh, those, those guys. Those guys. <laughs> I'm going to let that go. I'm going to skate on past that one. You know, Rogers, man, the season can't get here fast enough. I'm so tired of – and, and this, I know this caught some traction politically, and he's a political cat. You know, do what you want. Just win. Just, I'm, 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 I'm Al Davis in this. Just win, baby. Yep. As long as you're winning, whatever. And, and, and I, I don't necessarily disagree with some of the things he's saying. I'm sure the league did – did send some stooges down with some pie charts and graphs. What league doesn't? I mean, they're 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 all doing it. Yeah, it's, this is a this that's the government and the time we live in right now, trying to convince you that this is the best for you. But really, it's probably not. I, that's not a shocker. It shouldn't be a shocker to anybody. You can't trust the government. I don't think he won me over a little bit in that interview. I'm not. I was never really that big on Aaron Rodgers for lots of reasons, but. He definitely won me over in that interview, which is crazy, but it was three good hard hours of, you know, him being measured and those guys really talk in Turkey. And it was really interesting for them to talk about the different things that athletes are putting in their bodies and that humans do and, you know, how nobody eats healthy anymore and all this. And then they got to start just talking about different um, you know, remedies for ailments and the lawsuits like with, Biox and all of that and I was like oh my gosh I was a Biox person like I get that but I really really enjoyed listening to him and I my tune has changed a little bit about him I'm not on the train but I'm like looking in the windows I might get on the train we'll see you know what changes my tune interceptions <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yep that'll do it well, from the zenith of excellence to puke buckets in Lincoln, Nebraska, what's going on with old Scott Frost? They didn't puke enough? Uh, he got his ass kicked. The horn, corn husker, the horn cuskers, the old horn cuskers are playing today. So maybe he can redeem himself. But that was a rough one. Week zero. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. And I'm going to go ahead and take a victory lap on this. That was called on this show. <laughs> Chris, if we have to check tape, we will. That was called on this show about four weeks prior to what it, when it happened. As soon as that came out, I was like, this guy is going to go down in flames week one. Yeah. And he did. And, and, and now it's hold on to your ass, dude, because you, you, they've got a date with destiny in week four. And I'm, I'm going to get on a little soapbox about this week four that I think a, a sooner team comes to town. And, and if they, if they take it on the chin week four, he won't make it till October. That's a big date. That's a big date for Scott Frost yep. in Nebraska football. They're they're hosting OU and and, and that's going to be a good OU squad that's going to come in. Good luck with that. I think he's that. proving that he's not a, a big program leader. He, there's these guys that excel at a smaller program like a UCF that can recruit guys in America's backyard for high school athletes and can put a squad together and beat everybody on, you know, beat all the sisters of the poor. But then you go to Nebraska and you're playing uh, a minus big 10 teams and you're getting waxed. Uh, it's, 
you're obviously not a good coach. He's had his years to try to accomplish and build a program. And, you know, when you see the puking and all that, it's kind of like, I think you're trying too hard. And if you're pushing kids that hard in practice, one, no one's going to sign up for your program. Nobody wants to show up and puke four times in a practice. I don't care how psychotic you are. It's just a waste of energy. And and two, uh, (laughs) it it just seems like you're covering up for a lack of scheming if you got to have if you have to push your kids that hard, I don't know. It just seems like a weird statement to make. It almost seems like a little bit of a red flag. If, if I played football for 10 years and I know if I would have played for a guy who made kids puke uh, at that much, I would have said, no, thanks. Like we should be scheming and, and practicing things that, that matter. We shouldn't just be running into oblivion and puking our guts out. That's Trust not me. Football. The ba- yeah. That's Trust me. The bad thing about it is if- I really wanted to like him at Nebraska. I really wanted him to do well and I wanted him to bring Nebraska back to prominence. And I, I like I I really uh I was really rooting for him, but since he's gotten there, he's just made bonehead comments after bonehead comments. He got in trouble. I'm trying to think of what he it was something before this with the whole recruiting thing and, and he said some things. I just he just really is 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 not being very smart for being in the position that he's at. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he. Like I tell you, the day with destiny comes with OU, and 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 I don't know that. Um, I don't know that Vegas is is really on that yet. Um, that would be an angle to look at right now. Last I checked, I thought it was twelve, which seems like in a ginormous amount at, for Nebraska at home, but it's not. Because you, you when you really look at Nebraska, especially when I watched him against Northwestern, I mean, and, and, and the telling stat is this with him. He's like 1-21 in 21 in the last five years in games that are a touchdown or less. That's a coaching that's – oh. that's a glowing issue. You're 1-21 in 21 yeah. in games where a touchdown or less, that's coaching. That is – you're making the wrong yeah. decisions at crucial times in the game. And and that comes back to you. That's not the you know Nebraska not being able to perform because they were in that game against Northwestern. That that onside kick was a boneheaded coaching decision. That was and so I, dumb. That's getting cute I don't, with it. I don't understand why somebody on the sidelines. I mean, that had to come from him because somebody on the sidelines should have been going. Wait a minute, we're 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 not losing here. Yeah, he all but admitted to making that call. But speaking of getting your ass kicked, uh, did you see the mascots first kids football game? I have a hot take. I think the mascots running over kids bit has jumped the shark. Maybe we have AJ Dillon to blame. <laughs> I don't think so, but maybe. All I know is I saw a blooper knock a small child over, and I didn't get the same joy in my heart that I normally do. It was almost like it's a tired bit by now. I think it's funny once. I think it's a decided on thing now and the kids are in on it. Whereas back in the day, it was just pure emotional abuse. (laughs) The pioneer for that whole thing was Peyton Manning on SNL when he had awesome shit. And that was just like, that was the upper, yeah, that was the upper echelon. Like that was the gold standard that cannot be topped. (laughs) Charles Barkley on SNL. If you remember that. Yeah. <laughs> man, that, that that AJ Dillon deal oh, still that yeah. still gives See? me shivers, man. <clears throat> Do we get a proof of life check on the person that he murdered? <sighs> that was a- we, we need to check in with that kid. <laughs> I'd really like to where where are where is he now? 
I bet he's. I bet he immediately yeah. regrets that decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet that. Oh, that was probably the last day he was a mascot. I would bet. Uh, yeah. If it's not, it should have been. Speaking of, speaking of kiddos, Hawaii won the Little League World Series. I didn't know they had a squad out there on the Big Island. Uh, the college football team is rough to say the least. I know that. But evidently, the Little League scene is on fire over there. Um, This from the Hawaii News Now. The city is set to put on a huge parade to celebrate Honolulu team on winning the 2022 Little League World Series. We do want to do something bigger and better than, than has ever been done before because it's so deserving, not only for these young men, but for their mothers and fathers and the family that supported them and for all the families that support youth sports, said Honolulu Mayor Nick Blangiardi in a press conference Friday. The parade will be held at noon on September 8th. The mayor of Honolulu is Rick Blangiardi. Okay, not what I expected. Seems like a guy who would be mayor of Teaneck, New Jersey, but I'm sure he does a great job. <laughs> what does a Hawaiian parade look like? That's what I want to know. I bet it's awesome. I bet it's Are awesome. these little leaguers getting their parade before your uh, football? Remember you guys were following... <laughs> The um, yes. So did they ever get their parade? The, well, the Birmingham Stallion. Did they? I'm not oh, sure. We need to follow up on that. Yeah. Because let me just tell we you, they get, should fly we, them to Hawaii and give them a parade. Because the Little right? League World Series is crap. The sympathy parade. <laughs> it's a hard take on the Little, little League, World, League series. World Series. Is crap. <laughs> Somebody's lost some money on the Little League World Series. <laughs> I don't watch it. I think it's crap. That some bitch is you fifteen. Know, thir- thir- yeah, it's exactly right. 16-year-old kids claiming to be 13 years old snapping curveballs off. It's bullshit. Yeah. I'm, 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 I think it's crap. They should take it off TV. It's not even real. You want you want to make a real Coach has World multiple series? grievances filed. You want to make a real Little League World Series? Ban the curveball from the Little League World, World Series. That would be real. They shouldn't be throwing curveballs no. at and that end. They should no. not be throwing curveballs. I agree with that. I think that's a conspiracy with uh, the surgeons that do Tommy John oh, surgery. I think it's, a, uh, I think it's <laughs> such. It's all connected. <laughs> that whole deal. I'm going to go into hiding. Right. The fact that we we tout those these 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 kids that are from different places with bogus birth certificates. I mean, that's happened. That's not made up. That's happened. I mean, we've had kids that yeah. were. 15, 16 years old playing in this thing, and and everybody looks at it like, it's a crap. Move on. I hate them. Yep. All right. Moving on. (laughs) Prayers up for Mark in Milwaukee. Oh, Mark, buddy. This story is everywhere. I try not to do stuff that's everywhere, but this is in our own backyard, so I made an exception. Not to mention, old Mark needs all the support he can get from us and everybody else. Um, It was up on the board. You know how in between innings they'll put happy birthday, Brittany, or congratulations on the promotion, Sam. You know, thanks for 35 great years at Mercury Marine, whatever. Well, this one said, uh, Mark, our friendship means the world to me. Let's not wreck it. This was so bad. The boys rallied from two runs down and won it for Mark. Christian Yelich said after the game that they saw it on the board, and he said, boys, we got to win this one for Mark. He's having possibly the worst day of his life. I don't know what's going on there. He's in a friend zone with walls 50 feet high. He's never getting out. I don't know what happened if he tried to kiss her on the kiss cam or what, but I can tell you Mark has been the shoulder 
that she's cried on at least five times about five different dudes who didn't call back. <laughs> and poor Mark, he just, he thinks his best intentions and being there are going to count. And buddy, you're just digging your grave further. I hate to tell you, but what you got to do is you got to move on because there are chicks out there who like nice guys. She's clearly not one. She wants to keep There's you there, you know, in an emergency break glass case. <laughs> you need to take her number out of your phone, Mark. That's step one. John, you're a ladies' man. You're beautiful. Do you agree? Is that how you play this? <laughs> yeah. Well, my first thought is shame on the person that allowed that message to go through to the jungle. Yeah. Trip. You got to call them up and say, like, sweetheart, what are you doing? But yeah, yeah. If you if you are the rece- recipient of that message, you, you hear it loud and clear, and then you delete that number and say, all right, well, you kind of just wrecked our friendship by doing that. So you're done. Yeah, a similar dust yourself off. Similar incident. What's your sister up to? Similar incident <laughs> happened this morning. I'll tell you that. I mean, I agree with John wholeheartedly. You know, I'm I'm here with, at a family gathering, and my my wife throws a shirt to my brother in law and says, "Yeah, here's a shirt I bought him for Christmas, but he doesn't fit it anymore." And I was like, well, you, "You just putting my business out in the street like that? I mean, what are we doing just a here?" Failed shot. I, I really gotta agree with John. Whoever let that happen. You know, I was like, wow, how about some, you know, how about we church that up a little bit? You know, I mean, yeah, really buzzed your yeah, tower on like, that wow. How guy, about a little decor? Guy gets a double cheeseburger every now and then and we go off the ramps. <laughs> All good. All good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I found some weird stories this week. I always bring those on Saturdays. Um, this one is shipping container guy. Okay. So this guy in Wales, is that what you call it? Where Welsh people are from? Yeah. So this Welsh dude, Stephen Gibbons, Gibbons has been evicted from his home of 30 years because they say he did not have planning permission for the dwelling. I'll read from the article by The Guardian. It was terrible what they're trying to do, says Gibbons. It feels very vindictive of the council. I've lived here quietly for 30 years, not harming anybody. I haven't tried to hide. There's a chimney washing on the line and you can see me on Google Earth, but they're trying to make it like I've built this home secretly. Classic case of uh, the man failing to stay out of somebody's business. This guy isn't hurting anybody. He's merely existing. The issue these lousy suits have with Steven's home is it's made of four shipping containers in a wharf somewhere. <laughs> he worked in recycling for years and decided this was his best option. So what does this place look like? Well, from the outside, it may not look like much, says the Guardian, a tangle of metal boxes in a remote Welsh yard weathered by salty winds next to a field of goats and sheep. <laughs> Inside, though, it is extraordinary. The structure turns out to be four shipping containers ingeniously linked to create a cozy, if eccentric, home for 65-year-old Mr. Gibbons. So he's been living there for since he was 35 years old, complete with a wood-burning stove, well-used sofas, and a polished dining table, plus a collection of stuff birds and fake grass for carpet he pointed out that living in ship containers is a hot new trend tiny living enthusiasts and entrepreneurs alike have been making use of these things although given insists he did not try to hide his home from the planners it is tricky to spot uh it is sited behind a drainage ditch with a brambly hedge in front and access to the yard where his home sits is via another structure housing two vintage tractors so you go into a giant shed i assume with two tractors you go through a secret door down a tunnel 
and you come out in these four linked together shipping containers. A telltale sign of a guy who just wants to mind his own business. I love this. You know, unless they go around the back and he's got like a gunner's turret or something, <laughs> like something weird. Even if he does. That's kind of where I was expecting Even it to go. Even if he does. But Even what's he hurt? hurt? And also, if you go on Airbnb, you can go to uh, uh, live in a shipping container for a night uh, in New York City if you want yeah. to. So I don't just because he's not trendy, they don't well, like it. And, and they are. They, these, this is a trendy thing right now. Like, this is not new. People have been putting shipping containers and cutting holes in them. And, I mean, they make bunkers out of them in, in Vegas, and they, they make them into luxury homes. There's a, there's a Netflix show on it. I've seen it. It's, it's really yeah. pretty cool, the things that people do. I mean. I've seen Little League dugouts made out of shipping containers. They just basically cut you know, an L shape out of them. And you've got this yeah. structure with a canopy. During yeah. The they make awesome. Series, you fill them with concrete. They can make awesome houses out of that. It, you know what it was? Some dickhead from the city probably moved out there and it was like, what's this abhorrent thing? I'm going to lodge my complaint, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, this, this, <laughs> I don't know how well people this talk. This reeks of an overzealous city inspector. Yeah. The new guy. Yeah. Yep. Or an HOA. This has new yeah, guy written all over. New, yep. new guy HOA written all over. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll tell you who's not a new guy. Albert Pujols is hitting 700 home runs. Man, it's like ever since they shoehorned Albert Pujols into the home run derby, he just can't miss. <laughs> Best batting average in the league over the last couple months. Nothing out of the ordinary for a possibly 45-year-old man. Listen to these stats. These are totally normal expected things that would definitely happen. <laughs> From fan-sided, on Saturday at a game against the Arizona Diamondbacks, Pujols went 4-4 four for four with two <laughs> home runs in a blowout victory. It brought him to 692 home runs. I think he's at 694 at the time of this recording. Um, putting him well within reach of 700. Just how impressive has Pujols been? Take a look at these numbers. Pujols became the oldest player since 1900, 42 years and 217 days. And that's just an estimate. He's not 42. To go four for four with multiple home runs in a game. Pujols has the highest OPS since his final season with the Cardinals in 2011. Isn't that something uh in the second half he's hitting 438 with a 1.428 ops and seven home runs pools has more home runs six since august 10th i believe that's eight now than the philadelphia phillies texas rangers and boston red sox so i he's gonna hit 700 it's going to happen i'm excited it was 10 to 1 weeks ago and i'm so mad i didn't bet. oh man what were you thinking that was a good run i was not i think everybody wants him to Definitely. I hope. Well, he's. I don't want to speculate, but he's definitely on the juice. Um, Where the balls are, and I hope back they, on the juice. I, something's right. going on in his fishy, and I don't want to. Me too. Just let him ride off into the sunset. Yep, absolutely. I'm not a Pujols fan. I hated him no. the whole time because I'm a Brewers fan, and he killed us. Uh, but yeah, let him yeah. hit 700. I want to see it. Don't test him. I don't nope. care. Just. This you know, is, give me the round number. I love a round this is number. Your basic Crash Davis. Let him hit his dinger and hang it up. Baseball needs this. So, so the next question: Can Judge hit sixty-two? I think yeah. he can. There's, there's definitely a question though. He has to hit one every three games. I think the rest of the That's way. That's a guy I'd like. But she has the ability to do. It. Yeah, and there's going to be a couple two homer games. Test him. Get him tested. <laughs> I want him tested today. Right, here's, here's what I'll say about this though. The dude is one of the largest human beings. So it yep. just 
the math works. Right. You should be hitting 50 home runs by this time. As long as, as, long as your it. piss is clean. Yeah. But also test that. Or whoever's, he whoever's looks piss like, goes in the, t- the cup, whatever. That's right. He looks like the guy in the Bugs Bunny cartoons, like the bad guy baseball player. Just the yeah. giant dude in pinstripes with the bat, <laughs> smacking the ball five yards effortlessly, or five miles That's effortlessly. Mm-hmm. And Otani has 30 home runs and 10 wins on the mound. So I don't know how you call this MVP race in the NL. How do you yeah. decide between Judge and a guy who's doing things that have never well, been I'll, done? Well, I'll tell you how that works. The Yankee wins it because the greatest story in baseball never gets seen, just like Mike Trout. It's it's. You want to yeah. talk about terrible marketing, marketing on the MLB, letting both of those great players, I mean, we're talking generational players, go unseen. Yeah. yeah. Great. It's yep. stinky. That'll do we it. need a frozen envelope moment that the NBA used to do and somehow redirect some talent. Yeah, a, a, a yep. merger, kind of like Jackie Moon. <laughs> merger. <laughs> yep. Bud Selig. Bud Selig would have traded his ass years ago. That's what he did to the Brewers yep. for years. Oh, you got a guy that will help the league elsewhere? Let's send him yeah. there. We were MLB's farm team. Rough days. Rough That's days. a great description. Speaking of shit in California that nobody saw, hardly anybody anyways, uh, I saw on the Twitter... Somebody freaking out about a UFO encounter, and they're like, "Oh, footage coming later." This is bullshit. I was gonna take it out. I, of the saw, the, I saw the footage coming later, and I'm just like, "Next, what?" I just scroll yeah. on. I, I was scroll gonna take on. this out of the rundown entirely, but I wanted to take a minute to call bullshit on the whole. Fucking they always thing. get me with that. First kind of, of all, stuff. the two pilots explaining the encounter are pretty clearly <laughs> UFO nuts, or at least the guy doing most of the talking is. Red flag number two, while telling the story, he just casually mentions how the other guy was in the bathroom. Who gets up to take a piss when there's a yeah. UFO darting around in front of them? Then I saw the video, girl with early onset Parkinson's recorded from her car, and it's literally just the moon behind oh. some clouds. I don't <laughs> know. Oh, it wow. was ridiculous. Yep. All right. We're running pretty long. La Tomatina Festival is back. We'll end with this. For the first time since COVID shut it down, that festival in Spain where they throw tomatoes at each other in the streets is back in full force. If you can get yourself to Spain, or if you're already there, you can do it for about 150 bucks. Here's what the website says. I should have done this in my 20s. It looks like an absolute nightmare for me now, but I bet it's fun if you're still young and elastic. Anyway. Quick facts about La Tomatina Festival. When? It happens during the last Wednesday of August. It takes place in Buñol, a little village near Valencia, Spain, population around 10,000. You can get there by bus, train, or car. Why do they do this? In 1945, some young boys decided to get a place among the retinue of a parade during the town festivities, energy of these teens... One of them fell. Uh, the participant got mad, started to hit everything casually nearby. There was a vegetable stall that fell victim to the furious crowd. I don't know. People started throwing tomatoes at each other in one day, and they made a whole festival out of it. So what is your ammunition? 120 tons of red tomatoes. That's 240,000 pounds. I don't know how many tomatoes that would be at least twice or three times that in actual tomatoes locals and people from all over the world maximum capacity 22,000 participants this is just for adults 18 and over uh begins at noon with a bang trucks loaded of tomatoes proceed to drive through the fight area while some locals in the back of the trucks are throwing tomatoes 
to all the festival goers. As soon as the truck passes, you can dive on the ground, scoop up tomatoes, and then you're armed, and that's when the fun begins. You start throwing them. Uh, apparently, for an hour, you throw tomatoes at each other. And then they have tips. It begins at noon, starting signal at 1. Stop throwing tomatoes when you hear the shot of the second warning firework. Uh, do not enter with bottles or hard objects. Don't tear or throw your T-shirts. Oh, I bet they're balling up tomatoes and T-shirts. Safe distance from the lorries, whatever a lorry is. Is that a cop car? Uh, follow security staff dress code. Wear clothes that you don't mind to throw away after the epic fight. Some wear white T-shirts, some wear old clothes. I mean, where do these people all go to bathe? I don't understand. It's strange. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> like footwear, you don't want to lose your shoes to avoid flip-flops, anything that makes you feel uncomfortable. Uh, follow security instructions. Bring things you will need. You will not need passports or laptops. Don't bring your passport or your laptop to this. Yeah, I'm glad they put that on the list. I, I grew up on a farm. We had an old crab apple tree, and this was pretty much every Saturday. Um, oh. so that's not really a, a deal to me, but I, I tell you what, bring back the bulls. Throw some bulls in there and make it a sport. I've got serious plans to do that next time. Nice. Oh, my God. Nice. Not going to run with the bulls? Nice. <laughs> we got to figure out how you to strap a camera. You don't got to be fast, that. just faster than the guy next to you. Yeah. <laughs> Make yeah, yeah. And and you got to know where the bulls turn so that you don't stand oh, yeah. there because they all pile yeah. up. All right. I don't know. What is what does your clock say people who have been here the whole 116. time? 116. Okay. Yeah, that's Speaking probably of good. Speaking pants, I'm about I'm about to. <laughs> all so. right. I'll wrap it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We say it every time, but we truly do appreciate it. There's no advertising daddy with a big bag of money behind this. It's just us doing work, son. We're getting some more people involved as well. We partner with Truth Serum Football, and we'll be running some of their blogs and sending ours over there. It's one big cooperative community of the podcasting space. It's pretty cool. Anyway, back to you guys. Please consider giving us that five-star review I'm so in love with. Those things are like the jet fuel that sends us to the stratosphere. Ionosphere, which is higher. I'm talking about reviews like this one. Yo, Roy said, love what these fellas are doing on the show, and I can't get enough of it, especially when they have that guy from Game On on the show. Wait a second. Is that Will? <laughs> Mrs. Will, perhaps? I feel like that one's from the Will family. I'd love to read yours, too. Just send it in. If it's on a platform other than Apple Podcast, I'm probably not going to find it. So email a screenshot to eric at patriotsportsnow.com, and I'll get that on the podcast for you. Speaking of patriotsportsnow.com, the greatest website on earth, go check out that site. Cool stuff. More on the way. We got some game day recipes and so forth. We're adding some more stuff this weekend. Go see, subscribe, talk in the forums about things, whatever you want to do. Okay. We're going to go enjoy the day. I suggest you do the same. Till next time, be good to each other. Chris, kick the outro music. You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media, like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time. 